Revelation 12. You got your Bibles turned there? If you don't, just listen. Revelation 12, 11. New Living Translation. One of my favorites. I like them all. This is just one of my favorites. You did, I didn't say it's my favorite. <laughs> one of. And they have defeated him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of their testimony. And they were not afraid to die. <laughs> and they defeated him because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of her testimony, and they were not afraid to die. Let me tell you something about the blood of the Lamb. We have victory in this life because of several things, but primarily we have victory. We are overcomers. We are conquerors because of two things, the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Let me tell you something about the blood of the Lamb. How is it that we can have victory through the blood of the Lamb? Well, you know, if the Lamb's Jesus, he was slain. Scripture says he was wounded for our transgressions and all this stuff. But he lived a sinless life. That made him qualified for the Lamb part because he was sinless and undefiled. He was 100% he was man and 100% God. But this thing about the blood, if he shed his blood, and because he shed his blood, that gives us victory. That gives us conquerorship, if you would, okay? I got to thinking about that this morning, upstairs in the bedroom, just kind of staring at the wall. Name me the places in the Scripture where Christ's blood was shed. This is not a trick question. I just need some help. We need to identify the places during Jesus' life where we know blood was shed. For Garden of Gethsemane, number one. Number two is what? The cross, okay. Garden and the cross. Where else? The whipping post. Any place else? I couldn't think of anywhere. Okay, but the blood was shed there probably because of the, the assault on his body. He's already cuts and stuff. But yeah, on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. Crown of thorns. Crown of thorns. Okay. Let's talk about the crown of thorns for a minute. Blood was shed. Crown of thorns place where? On his head. The scripture says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Blood was shed where? On his head parts, around the crown of his head. He said, Jesus died so you wouldn't be confused in this life. So he died so you wouldn't be double-minded. He died so you wouldn't, have to, you wouldn't have to struggle with making decisions. He died so that blood in the head region. And I'm, I'm spiritualized a little bit here, but I want to just show you something about the blood, okay? In the head region, Christ died to get this straight. You know, right here is the bulk of our problem anyway. This is where the enemy talks to us. This is where he lies to us. This is where he gets us worried and full of fear and our imaginations begin to run away with us. And, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden you realize that your imaginations have run so wild in your situation and your circumstance. You just, it kind of scares you how far away from Jesus you go and how deep into the lie of the enemy you can get. And you say, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, Christ was, he was beaten. 
I'm not taking this in a particular order. He was beaten at the whipping post. What does the word say about the lashes on his back? By his what? By his stripes we were healed. He bled around the head region. Okay. All right. His stripes was across our back for our healing. So the power of the blood of Jesus, we're overcomers by the blood of Jesus because of, of, of what he shed in the various aspects of his body, various parts right here. But right here, the scripture says we were, we were healed by his stripes. So his blood has power over every sickness and every infirmity, every disease, everything wrong with your physical body, every single pain, every single joint problem, your, if your, your muscles when they're sore and tired. I go there a lot. So see, when, when, when it says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Lamb, which Jesus shed through the various parts of his body, symbolically represents something, okay? So we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. We have it around his head. We have it on his back and on the cross, his hands and his feet. The blood of Jesus has, has made so every, all the work of your hands could be accomplished as directed by the Lord, every single bit of it. You know, he had holes in his so yours could be complete and perfect. By his feet, everywhere your feet tread, everywhere you go, you walk in life. He has sanctified your walk in life. Even when you mess it up, he has sanctified your walk in life. On the cross, Hebrews uh, 9 and 11, I think it is, or it's 23, can't remember which it was. But it says this. It says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Remission of what? Sin. Remission of sins. That's the chief culprit in our life, isn't it? That's, what's, that's what separates us from God. Jesus on the cross, the scripture says, it, he bore our sins on the tree. In his body, he bore our sins on the tree. In his side, out come blood and water. You know what side represents? It represents relationships. It represents relationships in the family between husband and wife, between parent and child. It represents relationships within the church under Jesus' arm, under his government. I'm telling you now, we've learned this in this house over the last several months. We've learned to have clean relationships. And right here, from Jesus' side, the place of relationship, we overcome. You know how we overcome that? By dropping our pride and our arrogance, our ego, our, our silly little feelings that we have. Well, I can't, you know, I, I, I can't apologize for this or I can't, I can't redeem my relationship from this person. The enemy's just going to keep, he, he always trying to keep people away from people. And you know what? In the, in the body of Christ, if he keeps people away from people, know what happens? The enemy takes advantage in their head, and they'll wind up leaving, going somewhere. That's not accomplishing anything. I firmly believe that there are times and seasons in our life when, when we have a wilderness thing. Jesus wants us to come apart, and he, won't, he, wants us, he, won't, he wants to minister to us. He wants to do things with us apart that he can't do any other time. But I'm telling you now, Jesus has ordained the church. He's ordained the body of Christ, and he had a spear stuck in his side to pay for that. 
So we overcome by the blood in every single aspect of it. Everywhere he shed blood, he sanctified our lives and our bodies in a natural way, but he also symbolically, he sanctified and healed every single else symbolically. And when he's taken away, see, <laughs> the blood of Jesus overcomes the natural man so the spiritual man can be formed in us. And then it says, we also overcome by the word of our testimony. Remember, we looked at Revelation 12 a couple Friday nights ago, and we saw something that was really remarkable. We talked about two prophets, and the word says that, that God gave these two individuals power with the words of their mouth. He gave them the power to speak things, and the natural elements would respond and have to obey. He gave them that power. Okay? So he gave them what's referred to as a testimony. And the scripture records that as long for those 1,462 days that they were giving their testimony, that the devil couldn't touch them. But as soon as their, the days of their testimony were ended, the beast came and they died. Isn't that interesting? But he gave them the power also, not only, not only to speak the words, but he gave them power in a supernatural arena, in a supernatural way. Are you with me? And I'm kind of hurrying through this. But he gave them power through the words of their mouth, the words of their testimony. And as long as they were doing that, the protective hand of God was over their life. And I made the statement that, you know, if, if we look at that the way it's simply written, that as long as we're giving our testimony, as long as we're giving the word of faith that God has put in us, and every single one of us has got a word of faith, you know, what is it, where is it in God's, uh, in, his, in his place in your life? Has he given you victory or he's given you desire or unction? Some folks, it might be healing. Some folks, it might be provision. Some folks, it might be ministry work, just like going beyond, going to the nations. God's given each person. He's given you a word for your testimony, and he wants you to use that. And as long as we're going about using that testimony, he's got his hand of protection over our life. And as long as we're giving the testimony and he's got his hand of protection over our life, the devil can't touch you. So the scripture says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb. In other words, all the things of this natural body, our sin, and everything else that could assail us in the natural body, the blood of Jesus takes care of that. Then everything outside of this natural body, this, here's the cool part, everything outside this natural body, we're given to be overcomers by the word of our mouth. We speak to things. We speak to situations. We speak to mountains. We speak to sycamore trees. We speak to disease. We speak to the interference of the enemy in our families, in our cities, in our governments. And so what I wanted to call your attention to today is the fact that there is not one single area of our existence that God has not in his great plan and in his great purpose and his great way of conducting business. There is not one single area in our natural bodies, our natural life, 
or in the supernatural arena. There's not one single area that he's not given us the capacity to overcome. Name me one. This ain't a trick question. Name me an area that we don't have power to overcome. Name me an area that, that we can't believe God for something and it happens. One area. And so what we're doing here is we're learning the aspect, the character, the nature, and the agenda of God in terms of the kingdom. We're learning that. Have we got it all down, nailed, shut? No, we're learning it every single Sunday in our private times, in our prayer times, in, our, in the reading of the Word. We're learning that. And so we're learning how God wants to conduct business in our life. We are His. We're bought with the price by the blood of the Lamb. And when we walk in the, in, in the currency of this world, it's speaking our testimony, which has its foundation in the eternal counsel of God, speaking the word of our, counsel, of, of our testimony. And there's victory everywhere. You know, some of you, it might be a victory today just for you to be here. I'm telling you. I could ask for a show of hands, but I guarantee you this. If I ask this question and... You truly responded, and we all truly responded, we'd, we'd see something. If I said, how many of y'all didn't want to be here today, didn't want to come, or how many of y'all were interfered with to the point you just didn't want to? Let's be honest, for goodness sake. But ain't it good that you're here? Amen. Ain't it good that you got your blessing? Ain't it good that you overcame? See, you, by virtue of you being here, you have overcome by the power of the blood and the word of your testimony because everyone was participating. Amen. Did y'all just feel hell back away a little bit this morning? Yes, sir. Yes. Retreat just a little bit to give you a little space to breathe and space to live and space to grow in the economy of God? Didn't you just feel that? Well, you know what? That's supposed to happen every single moment of your life, regardless of where you are and what you're doing. This is what makes worship and engaging heaven so important because it gives you the strength. See, because God who is he is, he's go, he, because of the blood of the Lamb, he's just going to blow some stuff away. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, Jesus is doing something in your life you don't even have to deal with. You know, if we knew everything out there that he dealt with on our behalf that we didn't have to deal with, it would totally blow us away. We would totally be amazed. But he's doing stuff every single second of your day on your behalf that you don't know anything about. That's the power of the blood. Now, what, he's, what he wants you to do is every second of your life, you do something with this. Okay? Now, God doing his stuff and the unseen stuff, and you doing your voice, you giving your testimony, you giving your word here, that covers the whole picture. There's not, I'm telling you, there's not one square inch of ground left. What's it going to be? Huh? What's it going to be in our life? What's it going to be? Are we going to overcome? Are we going to recognize and understand the way of God and how he works? And are we going to also understand the way God has constructed this kingdom life so we can do what we do and, and it'll work? What's it going to be? You know, 
We can be a victim or we can be a victor. Now, history records that they, who is they? Who, who, who is they? Let me see. Who, let me see if I can answer this. They would include all those who have passed on before me who's covered by the blood of the Lamb. That's who they are. It would include my relatives. It would include my friends who've died, and I'm getting, I'm getting to the age now. Some of my friends, I, this is crazy. You know, I'll be 57 in January, but some of the friends I grew up with, they're dead. Some of them dropping like flies. And I don't mean any disrespect. I'm simply telling you. Three years ago, there was one in the little hometown I lived. He was, he was walking in a field with a friend of his, and they were just kind of talking. He was over here. And in just a second, one of the guys realized that he was the only one that was walking. And he said, what? He turned around and looked. And he dropped dead right there in the field, 42 years old. And I am to the place. I'm going to be honest with you. I've suffered a lot of defeat in my life. But I'm to the place I'm sick and tired of that. I don't have, I don't have a, a, a day to spare. I don't have a minute to spare in defeat any longer. And we can talk about what God's done and what he's prepared and the glory of crossing Jordan and being over there in the glory. We can talk about that all day long. And I'm not, that's all his work, and that's going to take care of itself. But what about the here and the now? What about my family? What about my friends? What about my ministry? What about the folks in Haiti and Israel and Asia and Australia and South America and it's scattered all over the place? What about those people who, who need to know Jesus as a starting place? You know what we need? And this ministry is getting there. We need people to be able to preach the pure gospel of Jesus and see people get saved. But you know what else we need? We need people teaching those same people who get saved, whether it's here or whether it's in Haiti or somewhere else. We need people teaching those people what Jesus has provided for them. See, salvation is wonderful. The new birth is wonderful, but that's simply a starting place. And beyond that, people have to be equipped because I've come to, I've come to understand people are ignorant. People are born into the Christian experience as babies. That's what the scripture says, as children. They have to be taught. And the unfortunate thing is people are born into this kingdom every single day and in churches and in other places, and they're told, they're given a Bible, they're told to read it, pray, and sit right here until such time as they're ready to do stuff, and then they can be released to do stuff. And they sit there, in some cases, years and decades, right. waiting for somebody to tell them what they can do and just simply go get it. Now, I went to seminary, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't see any of the 12 that, that circled around Jesus. None of them went to a seminary. They went three years, school of hard knocks. They was all messed up and screwed up. And guess what Jesus did? He said, that's okay. Did you know Jesus... <laughs> <laughs> when Jesus healed somebody, or when somebody got saved, he said, he said, your sins are forgiven. Boy, this is a mess up the modern day disciple making program. Did you know he never went back to check on anybody? He didn't need to, did he? 
I'm fully convinced, really, I'm serious. I'm fully convinced when somebody's saved, the power of the Holy Spirit's in them, they can take a Bible or this. God puts in them right then the unction that they need, the fire that they need. And they can take that Bible. You know, if we, if we had one that was in Portuguese and we were in Brazil, Daylene, up there on one of them mountains somewhere that y'all went, somebody gets saved, you give them, and they can read Portuguese, give them a Portuguese Bible, come back in six months. You know what they'll be doing? They'll be doing every single thing Jesus did. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You see, what, what the church does not need today, and I, you know, we're, you know, we're a church, you know, and we're trying to figure all this thing out, but what the church doesn't need today, they don't need the same old thing they've been doing for the last few hundred years. And they don't need the same thing they've been doing for 50 years. Listen, the healing evangelists in the 40s and the 50s, the church has no answer for that today. For what they did, the, the degree and the quantity of miracles. Church has no answer for that today in America. But we're learning here. But the church is, the church is not going to... The situations today has changed, and the church has got to change with it because time is short. Not only are people unsaved and lost, but people are hurting and they're in pain. We need to know how to, how to apply the gifts of the Spirit and prayer and all that kind of stuff to be able to get people released and free and make a quick work. Boom. Turn them loose and let them go. Go back to, listen, if you got somebody in a gang, let him go back to the gang. Bring the gang in. Amen. Don't tell him to stay away from the gang. You know, if he was saved in a saloon somewhere, go, go back. Go back to the Daily News pub, please, and get those people. Tell them about Jesus and bring them in. What's the name of that guy we was talking about this morning at the house, the guy that transformed the movie, Sheila what? I can't even say. Y'all know who she's talking about? The young actor? The Transformer movie. What's his name? Okay, whatever his name is. I can't even say that. I would be talking in tongues if I tried to do that. That's what it would sound like anyway. You know what? He got saved on the movie, on the production of the movie Fury. And when the reporter came to him and found out and wanted to know if it was true, he still used the same language he always did. And they wrote it down. And people criticized him. He said, and, and, and read on in the article, here's what he said. He said, I'm new at this. There's things he said he was, he was working on every day. But he said, I don't, he said, I've never done this before. I'm working on it. But people condemned him and criticized him because at that point in his life, his, his, his language was still unsanctified. You know what? <laughs> Go for it. God help the people who condemns and who criticizes an infant in Jesus who's doing the best he can, even if his language isn't, a, isn't sanctified. Go back where you've been and bring them on. The church has got to get comfortable with where her opportunity to overcome is. We want to overcome on our terms and according to the dictates of our heart. Well, that ain't the way it is. Jesus has got a program. We need to find out what it is. 
And so we invite you to go on that journey with us. We got a lot, lot, lot to do. And it's so exciting. So exciting. You know, if it's been good today. You know, we, we gave, a, gave the altar call for healing. We prayed for people. The thing we haven't done is we haven't said this. Y'all stand up just a minute. We're fixing to close. Just stand up. And if you're here today and you felt the power of the blood of Jesus, I want you to come right now. I want you to come running down here. We'll pray with you. We're going to have baptism in a few days. Um, Bryson's going to be baptized. We've learned in the past that the water in our tub it goes a long way. You know? And so we want, we, so if, if you're here today and you've never been baptized, or you hear Jesus calling your name, he said, Look what I did on the cross. I did it just for you. Hands outstretched. My arms are open while it's still open today. Then come while I pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we just, we bless you, Lord. And for every single soul present in this building, it's precious, Lord. Let us, let us view not these little kids as little kids. Let us view these little kids, Lord, as the people you died for, the people you gave and you've given gifts to who are precious and need to be they need to be equipped, need to be trained, need to be taught, and then they need to be released back into the world they came from. So if there's somebody here today, feel Jesus knocking. Just come on. Come on, bless you. Lord, we thank you and bless your name for every good thing. We thank you, dear God, that there's not one single area of our life that you have not given us gifts, blessings, grace, or favor, or opportunities, or with this, by the power of the Spirit to be able to just simply be victors in every single aspect of our life. There's no reason we can't overcome. And so, God, we're, we're, we are willing to learn, and we're willing to do that which is necessary to overcome. We're willing to use our mouth, and we're willing to use our gifts. We're willing to use our testimony. We're willing to use everything at our disposal to give you in a kingdom way to affect every single inhabitant on the face of this earth. Show us how, Lord, because we know you're changing things up. It's not the way it used to be. But, God, we do thank you for the church. We thank you for the body of Christ where we can, we can lean on each other. We can learn from each other. So, God, here we are. Use us. In Jesus' name, amen.